Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Words of Truth. I think the subject today is going to really help us as we face our fears in light of what we're facing in our day, the COVID-19 virus. But you know, I think what I shared today can also help anyone going through any kind of situation that might bring fear. But right now, we're all kind of facing the same trial, aren't we? Which is the fear that maybe will contract coronavirus that's taking so many lives today. In fact, the fear is so great that entire countries have been shut down. People are panicking, buying up groceries and prescription drugs and toilet paper. (laughs) To the point that stores have had to limit quantities that people can purchase at any given time. But what I want to share with you today is that there's something spreading that's a lot worse than COVID-19. That's right. It's fear itself. You see, fear can be worse than what we fear. And in this case, it's COVID-19. Now, I'm not saying that the virus that we're all thinking about and hearing so much about today isn't serious. What I'm saying is that fear can be just as harmful and serious as the virus. You say, how could that be? Well, I've been doing a bit of a research on the subject, and it turns out that fear affects the reactive parts of your brain called the amygdala, which in turn takes over our actions, and then you enter into a fight-flight-freeze response, which is why people are buying so much toilet paper today, by the way. Furthermore, When you're in that kind of a reactive state, your body starts producing a steroid called cortisol to help you to handle the stress. And guess what cortisol does to your immune system? That's right, it weakens it. And now we're more susceptible to getting sick. Now that's the scientific side, the fear and why it can be more dangerous than any virus. And that's why Jesus spoke about fear so much in his ministry, because he knew what it can do to people. For example, he said in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 31, do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Don't fear. He cares about us more than anything. In the Old Testament, Psalm chapter 46, verse one and two says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth is removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Wow, doesn't that sound like today? David writes in Psalm 56, 4, In God I will praise his word. In God I put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? You see, it's because of the dangers of fear that the Bible has so much to say about it, and there are a lot more passages than what I just gave you, but it's attempting to get us to refocus our hearts and minds, and so fear can be worse than a virus. But also, I want to I share with you that fear produces a lack of empathy. Did you know that? Did you know that fear causes us to enter in a, into a self-absorbed self-protective state. We, we literally lose the capability of thinking or having empathy. For example, there are some people today who are so absorbed in themselves that they're taking up physicians' time saying that they think they have the virus when 
their symptoms aren't even related. You see, when our thinking becomes clouded and we just start thinking about ourselves and we lose perspective, well, that's when we, we, we need to remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, where he writes, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, he says, meditate on these things. Meditate on them. Or what about his exhortation in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4? Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. You see, I think that if we shift our minds from thinking about just ourselves to thinking about how we can encourage somebody else, well, it's going to take our fear away. Now, let's talk about some steps to overcoming our fear. Somehow, we've got to help our brains to feel safe and shift out of this fight-flight state and into rest. And so maybe what I share with you next can help with that. Number one, we need to shift our focus onto things that we're grateful for. Let me give you some scriptures that might help you with this. For example, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. I love that word devote. It means to Commit yourself to it. Make it a priority in your life. And notice that prayer comes first. And then after that, we can be thankful. King David writes in Psalm 28, 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. He helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise him. Now, there's a reason to be thankful. Because God is our strength and shield. You see, we can be thankful that God is going to help us through anything that comes our way. That That's an attitude that will give us joy. No matter what happens, God is going to be there. How about the writings of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5? Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Wow, that's quite a statement, isn't it? Glory in our sufferings? Yeah, because he says, we know that sufferings produce perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Wow, just think about that. All of our sufferings today are designed with a purpose in mind. They're all allowed because God loves us so much. They aren't given out of punishment. They're given out of love because why? God knows that they're going to produce something good in our lives, like, for example, perseverance and character and hope. And who doesn't need hope today? And so you get the idea. Let's shift our thinking and let the joy of the Lord fill our hearts. Another thing we can start doing is practicing empathy. Connect with your family members. Call somebody up on the phone. Tell them that you appreciate them. <laughs> Maybe have a few laughs together. You know, Proverbs 17, says that a cheerful heart is good medicine, but 
but a crushed spirit dries up the bone. We're getting an awful lot of bad news today. How about cheering somebody else? Tell them a joke. Say something funny. You see, spreading joy to somebody else boosts their immune system as well. And then, number three, maybe we should just <laughs> turn off the, the news on the television and read the good news, the Bible. You know, all the statistics that you're seeing all over the media today isn't necessarily accurate anyway. But what we know for sure is that God is in control. And if we spend more time reading his statistics than the statistics of the world, it's going to help to diminish our fears. And then finally, I would say, think right and you'll act right. You know, an interesting study came out in 2009. There's a doctor by the name of Alvaro uh, who ran a study in which he had a group of people learn to play a simple melody on the piano. piano. And then he split up those groups into two groups. Now, one group practiced the melody on the keyboard for two hours a day over the next five days. He took the other group and he had them sit in front of the keyboard for the same amount of time, two hours a day, for five days, except that they didn't, they didn't play the piano. He had them imagine playing the melody on the keyboard. Now, during this whole study, this doctor was mapping the brain activity of all the participants before, during, and after the experiment. Guess what he found out? It was shocking. He found the exact same brain changes happened in both groups. That meant that the brains of the people who only imagined playing the piano changed in the very same way as if they were really playing the piano. What does that mean? It means that our brains don't know the difference between imagination and reality. How does that apply to us? Well, if you've been anxious and worried or afraid with all the uncertainty that exists around us, it means that you can choose to be courageous, bold, and confident simply by imagining what that would feel like. That means that, that how you feel is your choice. Dr. Caroline Leaf wrote a book called Switch on Your Brain, and in it she said, quote, as we think, we change our physical nature of our brain. As we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire out toxic patterns of thinking and replace them with healthy thoughts. That's amazing. I think it's what the Apostle Paul was saying in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 when he wrote, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You see, changing the way you think changes your perspective, which changes how you act. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. You see, fear and distrust of life and people isn't from God. And yet it seems hardwired into our minds, doesn't it? 
Sometimes we're afraid of being afraid, but the Spirit of God always breathes love. So today, let's begin a new way of thinking and acting. You know, we aren't victims of biology or circumstances. We have a choice in life as to how to think and how to act. And what we allow into our minds determines our reality and ultimately our legacy. And so let's start thinking right today and let's demolish our fear once and for all. Thanks for listening today. And if this podcast encouraged you, maybe you can pass it along to somebody else. Have a good week and let's think right.